0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to Everything We Love About Disney, the podcast with the description in the name because it's where we talk about everything we love about Disney. I am one of your hosts, Tommy T. Alongside me is my co-host, who just happens to be my lovely wife, Gina.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: So, Thanks for being here with me on yet another episode of our show. Uh, So today's topic, we're going to jump right in is going to be the Great Movie Ride, and I thought this would be a great, um, sorry, no pun intended, <laughs> uh, topic for right now because we have its replacement opening just a couple weeks from recording, which is of course Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which uh, I've got you know mixed feelings about, mostly because I love the Great Movie Ride so much, it's been uh, one of my favorite rides for a long time. And, uh, so Gina, what is your sort of high-level opinion on The Great Ride? Because, Like I just said, it's one of my favorites, uh, will always be one of my favorites, but what about for you? Where does it kind of land on your spectrum of, of Disney attractions?
1: I would definitely have to say that this was one of our favorites, uh, growing up and certainly in the early days of our family trips, it was a must-do, and just the fact that, um, Even though during crowded days or, you know, we would go on vacation weeks that were otherwise crowded, the fact that there um, could be a lot of people that could experience the ride uh, relatively quickly, it was a fast-loading attraction, it was beautiful, it was enormous, I think it harkens back to a lot of the um, former Epcot rides where there were lots of gigantic screens that... Back in those days, you really wouldn't be able to see otherwise um, in in the public or certainly in a movie theater. Um, So it was was a very exciting experience, Um, and I just love this ride because it really did inspire me to want to get to know the canon of American film, um, because I really didn't know much about it um, as a kid. You know, you watch movies with your parents, but... Uh, to understand like the history and the importance of all of these films all in one place, it was just really fantastic, and especially in keeping with the Hollywood Studios MGM theme, which MGM will always be the name of Hollywood Studios <laughs> for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, you touch on so many points just now that I want to like unpack a little yeah, bit because right. uh, like all of those are, are like really key aspects, or you brought up so many key aspects of what makes this ride special. One I want to start with, very, like, high-level technical thing, is the the people leader function of it. Yes. I think it was among, if not the most, uh, the highest capacity attraction in Disney World for a long time, maybe ever. Um, And that's one of the biggest things that we lost when it closed. Right.
1: I feel like we need those more than ever now. Yeah,
0: and, like, for these past couple of years without it, it's been like, especially before Galaxy's Edge opened, like you went to that park and you were like, "All right, well, we can go on coaster and tower," and then it's like everything else is a show or like a really, you know, difficult experience to get into. And yeah, it was really it served this function where like you just did it because you could because the, the wait was 20 minutes, right? And the ride was 20-25 minutes, and so it felt like you got your "quote-unquote" money's worth, and it was just such a great thing because you got like a show and a ride and a history lesson all in one uh, to tie into what you were just saying about how it really was a history lesson for classic Hollywood. And yeah, that was the theme of the park was, hey, we're going to take you into the movies and we're going to show you how they're made. We're going to show you the history. We're going to show you all the technical uh, behind the scenes. And this was the, the centerpiece of that. Uh, from the opening day of Disney-MGM Studios.
1: So as you can imagine, when this ride was announced to be closed, we were very upset. <laughs> and it was the same time, it was August 2017 that it closed? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a very, a very abrupt announcement. So unfortunately, we did not get a chance to... Make a last trip down. It was the same day as Ellen's Energy Adventure Closer, which, as you may or may not know, was also one of my favorite attractions. So that was yeah. a sad day in Disney history for us. <laughs>
0: that will be a future episode, I think. Yes. It will be Ellen's. Yep. Um, kind of similar attractions in many ways. Uh, the ride vehicles were similar. The animatronics. Right, the flow. Uh, like the, the feel, yeah, of the overall ride was was very similar. And, yeah, they gave us about six weeks' notice, and it just wasn't enough time for us to really make it work, maybe even less. It was. It was pretty... Yeah. Quick turnaround. But, um, okay, enough for a minute about <laughs> the closing of the attraction. Let's talk about the the inception of it yes. for a second. Uh, so for those that don't know, The Great Movie Ride was actually spawned from an idea for an Epcot pavilion. I don't know, I don't know if you know this, Gina. I did not know that. Um, but it was a proposed pavilion alongside the other future world things to say what if, you know, cinema was a pavilion and... That combined with the fact that you know Universal is playing their own like Hollywood-themed uh, theme park down the street, it was kind of like, hey, look, this shouldn't just be one ride. This should be a whole theme park. And so it became the centerpiece ride for obviously Disney MGM Studios and uh, all spawned from what would have been an, an Epcot ride. Um, and I just wrote down here that again, to me, it defined. The theme of the park, right? The yeah, absolutely. Classic Hollywood going into the classic movie stars and, and some of the best movies throughout the decades uh, up until that point, 1989, when it opened.
1: And it's the fo- it's literally the focal point of the park. So yeah. in in the time that it was closed, the park felt very unsettlingly, not only empty, but just it didn't have that purpose that it once had. It was very disjointed and yeah, maybe still it still is
0: to a degree. It was like your gateway into the rest of the park and to not have it there was like, you had to go pretty deep into the park to find a ride.
1: Right.
0: You know, so I, I am glad that, that this building will, will house a ride again. Right. Uh, what's so cool about the way it was built was that you have the, the replica of the Chinese theater. Yeah. Um, actually, let's talk about that for a second first, mm-hmm. how, how faithful of a replication it is, because it is really impressive. I mean, it's still there, fortunately. The, the facade is still there. And I actually lived right down the block from the real Chinese theater in Hollywood so cool. for a couple of years. And I I went to that building, You know, walked by it or, or was around it, just about every day for two years <laughs> like so i got a lot of time spent i was to go see movies there and i would walk down when they're having premieres there obviously it's where they have a lot of the big hollywood premieres still to this day and so going back to the the disney world one i was like oh my god this is like it you do not you could not tell the difference if i if i transported you between the two and i asked you okay which one is this you wouldn't know it is it is 100 perfect wow um, and then, you know, you're kind of expecting that the theater... Okay, you're going to some theater show, but the fact that you have this massive ride behind this, this theater facade was super cool as well. Um, so from there, I mean, I kind of just want to go through the the experience, I guess, yeah, let's of, do it. of riding and use that. Um, I guess one more note that I that I made about the the architecture of the facade. So it opened in 1927. And this was considered an exotic revival style. I guess they were going <laughs> back to like ancient cultures. Like the Egyptian theater was the first one that Sid Grauman built, and then uh, and then he built the Chinese theater, going back to the, taking these ancient architecture and and design motifs, and then updating them for for modern era. So pretty interesting. Um, and then out front, of course, you have also replicated the footprints and mm-hmm. handprints of, of movie stars, and Disney got their own batch of movie stars. Um, I don't know, do you guys like to go and, and look at those when you went to the park? Oh, yeah, yeah. it'd be so fun.
1: <laughs> and I can imagine that those were the people who made it to the premiere of the park, or... They did
0: a, a bunch of them then, but then the, whenever they could get somebody through that was famous, I just wrote down a handful of names. I mean, these are just some of them. And, and most, if not of them, all these, are still there, but... I think they change out some from time to time, or oh really, or whatever. I'm not I'm not certain on this. I should have done more research on that, but I was able to find that there is uh, Charlton Heston, Audrey Hepburn, uh, Angela Lansbury, Michael J. Fox, Bob Hope, Dick Van Dyke, Warren Beatty, Jerry Lewis, Jim Henson, Dustin Hoffman, Danny DeVito. Like there's a bunch, There's there's more that I wrote down, but. You know, these are big, real movie stars. Right. These aren't like, you know, oh, here's like a, a, you know, I mean, they do have Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy, and <laughs> as you
1: do, <laughs>
0: uh, C-3PO and R2D2, and, and stuff like that. But but they got some some big names to, to really bring the recreation uh, together, where it's fully from from the f- footprints on your your uh, very accurate recreation. Uh, same thing goes with the lobby, actually. Even the, the that first lobby you walk into while you're waiting in line is uh, just like the real lobby there. Really? Yeah.
1: So uh, if you recall, you would enter on the right-hand side of the building, and there would be kind of like a... Um, it, it was sheltered. It was still yeah. outside, but it was sheltered, and then you would enter the building, and, and it was just tall ceilings, uh, in keeping with the Chinese architecture and light fixtures, Mm -hmm. and there were even some uh, porcelain um, urns on the ground, and and what I loved was that they would have cases of uh, costumes and artifacts from movies, like actual... Actual things that they used in the movies, props yeah. and things. I remember
0: they had the one of the horses from the uh, from Mary Poppins. Yep. From the uh, carousel, there they had. I think they had the ruby slippers at some point. Yeah. At least one of them.
1: And then in in later days, they would include any films that they were any films More that recent. Disney yeah that yeah. was producing, such as. Um,
0: I they had Narnia stuff I was going to say Narnia. That.
1: I almost forgot the name of that whole <laughs> series. But yeah, if, if for anyone who cared about that, that was kind of interesting. <laughs> for a couple of years,
0: they were like, let's put a bunch of Narnia stuff in the studios. And I think they really thought that could have been like a thing for them. And then they were like testing and stuff. Let's see if people react to this like Narnia walkthrough attraction and like put some props around and see if people catch on, like grab onto it. And they not didn't. so much. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, absolutely. Like I, that was a great uh, kind of cue to walk through. And then if you had Fast Pass, you would actually go through the, go through the front doors. I don't know. Oh the, really? Yeah. Remember the front doors were the. Fa- I mean, I'm sure that's still gonna be the same from. Ah, I guess from I Michael forgot Leans. that. Um,
1: it was such a fast loader that we never.
0: That's true. You to didn't get you didn't, them right until right. the
1: end when you had the different tiered systems. Yeah,
0: where you just kind of did. Um, yeah. So then from the lobby, you'd be ushered into the quote-unquote theater which was the main part of the queue that you probably spent a lot of time going back Weaving and forth. Weaving back and
1: forth <laughs> with it's the very gold. tight, very
0: tight <laughs> weaves with the velvet ropes yeah. and, the, and the gold poles there, uh, the gold stanchions. And then on the big screen in front of you was playing trailers for the films that were portrayed in the ride itself
1: which i loved
0: yeah which was great because it gave you sort of some context for for the so like even if you, ha- you hadn't seen the movie maybe you'd heard of it but didn't know what it looked like or what it was about maybe you'd seen it a long time ago whatever mm-hmm. um so it, it really was a preview you know was right. a trailer uh so then you would walk out of the theater in the front so you get we weave all the way up to the screen essentially and then in the, in the front right of that room, you would walk into the boarding area, which was a recreation of a Hollywood soundstage, which was super cool. Yes. You would have this backdrop that was like the Hollywood Hills.
1: Which I loved. It was all yep. cutouts. It was just beautiful. And they had the fiber optic lights to make it look like. Yep. Um,
0: like like it was nighttime. Like yeah, all the lights exactly. were on. Yep, yep. And my understanding, so we're recording this on February 23rd, We're just getting to cast member previews for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and my understanding is that a lot of this has been maintained, at least the fact that you're in the lobby is the same.
1: Yeah, the bones look the Um, same. And
0: you do board in the same kind of area and the same kind of layout, so um, a lot of this should still be there, so that's that's fun. Which
1: is exciting. Yeah. And it makes sense, honestly. Why would you want to change something so drastically that... It could it fit so well. Fit so well, and you could probably save a little bit of money knowing that the yeah. system was yeah. already in place. Yep.
0: So, from here, you would ride your uh, board your ride vehicle. These the system here was similar to what we saw at uh, again Ellen's Energy Adventure, as right. well as what is used when you exit the elevator shaft in Tower of Terror, where it is technically trackless, but you have this tiny little guide rail that sort of uh guides the vehicle but it moves very seamlessly and smoothly
1: and you could fit a lot of people into these vehicles yeah i didn't
0: i was able to find out how many but just
1: lots row upon row yeah i'm trying to think there
0: was like 24 rows probably of like 10 people each right and if they had two vehicles going I mean you're you're they're boarding upwards of 500 people at a time right. ev- every 5 every few minutes. Right. So that's why it was able to just push people through at a really high clip. I don't know. That seems high. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> but but even if it was a few hundred, right? Even if it was 2 or 300, that's a lot to be right. b- boarding every few minutes. Um, and like I just said, at busier times there would be there'd be two sets of ride vehicles boarding at once. A lot of the time it was just the one ride vehicle. And it was sort of, again, this is kind of similar to what it's going to look like on Mickey Mini. Minnie. So if you never got to go on a great movie ride, if you're kind of forgetting, it's going to look similar. But I don't know. How would you describe them? They're just these long, flat vehicles. I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
1: Anyone who went on, El- like we said, Ellen, Ellen's Energy Adventure, very similar ride vehicles. And I loved... Uh, the focal point of that room outside of the Hollywood Hills yep. mural, which was the marquee, which had the pink and yellow uh, lighting, mm-hmm. and it just had the great movie ride um, sign, and that was yeah, your so you're going entrance like, into the ride. Right,
0: so it's like you're literally driving into a movie, yeah. right, because it's like you're driving into a movie theater, right, so... Your uh, tour guide, who is dressed in a very, like, 30s-style Hollywood, 20s, 30s-style with the uh, the cap and the suspenders and mm-hmm. the white shirt and stuff and the, uh, this dark red motif running throughout the ride, uh, he, he or she would jump into your vehicle and grab the microphone and kind of introduce himself, and you were off into the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was this kind of ride where you have a guide that is narrating the experience. Uh,
1: I will say, uh, towards the end of the ride's lifetime, uh, TCM (Turner Classic Movies) was a sponsor, and so the narration of the original ride uh, changed ever so slightly. Um, I forget the name. Ever of so the strangely,
0: game. so you had Robert Osborne, right, who is the host on like TCM's programming, where they do like a. I don't know which one to call it, like, these video packages along with movies. So like, he would introduce the movie and give you, like, background and history and stuff about said movie uh, interspersed with the, the film itself. Um,
1: so just to uh, make things clear, we are, we are doing the pre-TCM yes, narration yes. because – that was the version we grew up with, that we liked the most. I mean, most it was in- one that
0: existed for over 25 years. Before, exactly. You know, so.
1: so, suffice to say, yeah. we don't really care for the, <laughs> <laughs> for the TCM version. Right, so, let's right. keep going. Yep.
0: So, your fir- the first room was musicals, which of course was one of the first big booms in Hollywood from the... 20s basically through the 50s and early 60s it was one of the biggest
1: right that was the taste back then. genre film yeah dance numbers singing
0: yep so it started with uh busby berkeley's musical extravaganza footlight parade which was this uh er, very early musical 1933 so you know talkies were only a few years old at this point and that was one of the reasons why I think they got so big too, was that you had twenty years of silent film, and all of a sudden you could talk, and it's like okay, musical. It's incredible. It. Um, so this was this, you know this Art Deco kind of musical extravaganza again. Then uh, so that was on the right side, where you had the, the scene of the um, water dancers mm-hmm. kind of spinning in this almost like a cake. Yeah, mu- different multi- tiers. Like a multi-layer cake, yeah. Uh, And then to your left, you would kind of turn your head, or you'd literally turn, but you're you're sort of coming around to turn, you would see Gene Kelly from Singing in the Rain, his iconic scene.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And then the other thing is that, especially through these early scenes, is that your guy would give you little trivia tidbits here and there, like the fact that, uh, they put milk into the rain on the singing of the rain scene so they would show up better on camera, little things like that.
1: Or they he had a fever of 103, right, I guess, right. when he filmed that scene, which, oh, <laughs> what, what incredible stamina yeah. for him to do that. And I love
0: that. Go watch that sequence on YouTube. It's one of like, the best yeah. uh, musical sequences ever. It's amazing. Ever. And then you would wrap up this room with a little scene from Mary Poppins with uh, Dick Van Dyke and, and uh, Julie Andrews, of course, in their iconic roles. Um, yeah, so you kind of, like, go under them. They're up on the rooftops doing their Chim Chim Tree deal, and then you would go under them, and then this is the first of many, like, transitions that are super fun as mm-hmm. you go. It's it's really well done because you went from this, this you know, lively musicals, and then that, that Chim Chim Tree, like Dark London, has this darker city vibe. It does. And it goes very nicely into Crime Alley, the yeah. g- gangster alley. So now you're all of a sudden in a 20s and 30s gangster movie, and... This could be more, like, themed to any sort of gangster movie from that era. And you would see an animatronic of James Cagney from The Public Enemy.
1: Sketchy alleyways. Yep. Old posters on the walls. Right, brick. like,
0: torn. And you got, like, the... It's. I guess it's supposed really be more Chicago because you have the L above you, though I guess it could be New York, too. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah it's a sort of, like, New York slash Chicago... Yeah, crime alley.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So then you pull up to... Like, one of my favorite things in any Disney ride ever uh, is this whole aspect of the rides. So now you pull up and there's these lights that signal whether the vehicle can go through the uh, the door to the next room or not. And the door suddenly, uh, sorry, the light suddenly turns red. And your guide says, sorry folks, don't want to run, run a red light, even if it is just a movie. And then, you know, I think by the time we were all adults and ridden this a hundred times, like, this wasn't that surprising or, like, amazing, but as a young child going on this ride, when all of a sudden another real human being walks up and sort of starts uh, mouthing off to your guide in, the, in, his, in his pinstripe gangster suit, it was the coolest thing to me. Like, <laughs> it is so unexpected to go on it for the first time, and you've got an animatronic of this sort of gangster guy with a, with a Tommy gun, and you've got this real actor who starts sort of, you know, saying, saying to your guy, hey, you know, shut your mouth or whatever. And they he says, hey, g- get over here. And your guy's like, what? I'm sorry. And then the, the, all of a sudden the actor flashes their pistol. <laughs> I said, get over here. Your guy runs over to uh, kind of deal with it. And then you're all of a sudden in the middle of a shootout <laughs> between mm-hmm. a, as this other car drives up and starts, you know, firing rounds basically over your vehicle at the gangsters that you were just uh, sort of in an altercation with. Your guide is out of the vehicle at this point and you're in a gunfight. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So how does this scene kind of uh, play for you? What are your memories of this moment of the ride?
1: I remember being scared as a little kid but as I got older I grew to appreciate it that much more and it was definitely a, a favorite for my parents thought it was so cool and my brother thought it was so cool and Yeah, having that live-action aspect to it where, other than a show that you just sit down for, this was a really active form of attraction.
0: Yeah, I I, I can't think. I mean, you have other rides like maybe the Backlot Tour or I don't know. You have other rides that are interactive and have a, a live guide and they're doing things and things are happening to your vehicle and they're kind of playing along. But for them to actually leave their vehicle and then the next thing that happens is they kind of run off scares now you have no guide and the gangster runs into your vehicle yeah and, and takes <coughs> control and then you know that you have this red light there still and and i'm sorry i'm gonna keep doing the lines in the ride but it's my favorite ride, so i'm gonna do it but he says run on a red lights against the law and i would never break the law watch this and he shoots the red light and it actually bursts uh open with a great effect It like bursts uh, like it was shot and then you are hijacked by this gangster and you are, you are driving. So that, to me, like, it just blew my mind to, like, that would never, I just never would have expected that to happen on a ride. Uh, so our next scene is uh, the western town we now roll into. And on days where they were running two sets of ride vehicles, if you were in the front car... You did not get that scene. You uh, rolled right through Gangster Alley, and the car behind you got that scene. As you come into the Western scene, you get a similar experience there. But first, you see um, John Wayne on his horse and Clint Eastwood lighting up a, a cigar in front of the, or a cigarette in front of the, uh, the saloon. There, uh, are you?
1: And their animatronics looked very good. They those are some just of the like best. Them. You're
0: right. Those are really good. Um, are you a Western person at all? Have you seen many Westerns?
1: No, but my parents did, yeah, so they yeah. appreciated it. I'm not a
0: huge Western person, but I, I do appreciate uh, these two actors. So in this scene, instead of a car driving up, on the right side you have a sheriff who is after a bandit. And what happens is, some they say, somebody's robbing the bank, your guide runs into this bank building... And then out of the bank runs this bandit. And behind them, they throw a stick of dynamite or a bundle of dynamite into the bank, which then explodes. So the implication here is that your guy just uh, blew up in this bank, which is pretty, you know, intense for yeah. a Disney ride. And then similarly, your uh, the bandit will take over your vehicle, just like the gangster would have in the previous scene. And then if you had been taken over by the gangster in the previous scene... You just kind of see a little mini shootout as you uh, as you roll through this area.
1: If I could interject, yes. though, this scene, what was part of the fun of this experience of The Great Movie Ride is you didn't know which room you were going to get. So if you got the gangster room scene with the live action, that was exciting. But if you got this room, it was also exciting because just the fireball yeah. and the heat and the brightness that came from the literal fire that came out of this building i mean i would love to know how many times they set this set ablaze (laughs) i know right it was very contained of course very disney very safe but it was just so incredible to experience that close this giant fireball in this scene it was just amazing yeah uh
0: funny little trivia fact for you when it first opened only men were gangsters and only women were bandits isn't that funny really yeah yeah, I'm not sure what that was, but they changed that eventually, but yeah, that's the way it was, ah. and, and yeah, you always did feel a little bit lucky to get the bandit scene because the gangster was kind of the uh, default, right. right, so it was fun. So next we roll into Alien. And this is the scariest probably part of Absolutely. I mean, this, this, this ride scared the crap out of me as a kid. <laughs>
1: yeah. And the bandit, too. They're kind of narrating, but then there's a narrator that takes over. Right. A, there's like a loudspeaker voice, uh, a male voice that you hear, and they're explaining the movie, and the, and the bandit is following along, experiencing it with you. Yep. I will admit, as a kid, this scene definitely scared yeah, me the most. me too.
0: Me too. I know a lot of people got really freaked out by this scene. You're essentially dropped in at the last moments of the film Alien, when the ship is about to explode and the alien is, is lurking around the ship after killing the entire crew. So uh, you have this amazing alien animatronic that pops up a couple times, including on the ceiling of, from the ceiling above you. Yeah, and it's
1: that was the scariest. Yeah, it and, was really scary, and there were times where that alien wasn't working <laughs> and i right. would literally be relieved that it wasn't <laughs> because there's there'd be one on your right hand side there'd be one at the top you know coming down and there would be smoke too to yes. add to the effect
0: the smoke and the alarm sound yeah were really scary
1: that alarm sound is in my memory yeah. etched in my memory forever
0: well we should watch that movie because it's in it's right from the movie
1: I, I've seen the movie okay. a long time ago, yeah. watch it again. <laughs> I think I literally watched it on VHS the last yeah. time. All right, well, we, well we're so, due. So we're due,
0: yeah. Uh, so, of course, there is also an animatronic of Sigourney Weaver there. Probably not as strong as some of the others, but still pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Next scene up, and we're going to try to blaze through the second half of this a little quicker, but the next scene is from Indiana Jones, The Rares of the Lost Ark. We see Indy and Sala kind of uh, bobbling the, the Ark itself. Mm-hmm. Which is a fun little scene. It's pretty short. My one little trivia fact there is that in the movie, there are two hieroglyphics that are, uh, or one, I should say, that is shows Steve 3PO and Archer D2. Oh. And this one, in the great movie Ride, there was a Mickey and Minnie. Or a Mickey and Donald, actually. I think I remember. Yeah, on looking the left. Towards the left. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then we're going to get on to the the tomb here, which is a nice transition from the sort of the ark's tomb into an egyptian tomb and this is my favorite scene of the whole thing because it's (laughs) where it brings everything together so like at this point for the last few scenes you've been hijacked by a gangster or a bandit and now they see this precious jewel and they're gonna go get it (laughs) basically (laughs) because they're uh, you know playing into their whole personality being a a criminal who's gonna do over the camp for the big score but the the voice you were just talking about warns us that the jewel is guided by a guarded by a curse and uh, you know will basically be the end of anybody that touches it. They run up to the top of this uh, pedestal thing and there's this red shiny jewel they're about to go grab it when and this is this might have been lost in some people later on but what you're supposed to think is that there's an animatronic next to it. yeah that's saying halt you know don't do this you're gonna you know or else uh, you will meet your doom basically. And, you know, it's moving very robotically. You're not supposed to realize that it's a real person. The gangster bandit grabs the jewel, smoke pours out everywhere, and then when the smoke clears, they have turned into a skeleton. Mm -hmm. And the the animatronic was not an animatronic, but it was your original guide from the beginning of the ride. (laughs) So how did this scene kind of play for you? Did you, you, I don't know.
1: When I first saw it, I thought it was incredible. And it's still very impressive, um, but... After after experiencing it several t- several <laughs> dozens of times, yeah, I finally figured out how the trick worked, and yeah, I, mean, I was it, equally impressed.
0: The effects are super fun uh, to me. What's so just memorable is that it's just such a well constructed narrative, right? of yeah. get, the getting hijacked and then getting sort of rescued. But yeah, it just you're in a movie, yeah. yeah. It's just anything can happen yeah. when you're in the movie. So and that that really plays up that angle, right? So, again, we'll try to get through the rest of these a little quicker. We go th- past some mummies and skeletons, which is a nod to horror movies, as we then head into, the, not the smoothest transition, into the jungle. <laughs> well, that's not, not the worst. Uh, where we see Tarzan with Johnny Weissmuller um, from those Tarzan films of the, the 50s, I guess. Sure. This is probably the least, um, the age th- the worst, probably, just because those films I feel like got dated yeah um not long after the ride opened versus some of the other movies which are more timeless the next scene up is we go by um the last scene from casablanca with um uh humphrey bogart and ingrid bergman mm-hmm. um saying their last goodbye there in front of the plane which was you know, a nod to all the great romance movies from throughout the decades
1: and fun fact which you told me yes
0: I don't know what you're going to say.
1: The front half of that plane is in the Great Movie Ride, and the back half of that plane, because this is like a
0: full-size
1: plane plane with a propeller on the front. Mm -hmm. The second half of that plane, isn't it in...
0: Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. That's what's always been said, and this is one of those things that some people swear, like, oh, no, 100% it's true. Other people say, oh, no, that's a myth.
1: Disney legends.
0: Folklore. I'm going to choose to believe it, um... You know, take it with a grain of salt, but that's what I've always. I mean, you heard. might as
1: well yep. repurpose something like that. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, so next, of course, we needed at least one Disney movie in here with a little Fantasia moments.
1: And I love this room because it's it's shaped very differently from the other rooms. It it almost feels like an elbow. Like it just, it was almost like an amphitheater, round, half moon, well, rounded. Well, it's supposed to be
0: round, and I'll tell you why. Originally, it wasn't going to be Fantasia. It was going to be the tornado of Wizard of Oz.
1: Ah. Oh. It was going
0: to be that you got swept up by the tornado and sent you to Oz. Wow. And I'm not sure exactly why. Did I write down here? No, I'm not sure why that was scrapped. Maybe they just wanted a Disney movie in there. Maybe they just weren't getting the effects right. I'm sure you might be able to find out if you dig into it a little deeper. Um, but, yeah, that's why it was, it was designed to be the tornado. Wow. Yeah.
1: And it's really the only room after the ending montage that has Screen playing the the film. Yeah, because obviously
0: it's animated. Right. Though it would have been cool to have a Mickey animatronic. Yeah. But again, I think the nature of it being a sort of last minute
1: change
0: just was like, okay, we'll just project Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the Sorcerer's Apprentice scene from Fantasia. And then you move into what's probably the most impressive room, which is you are in Munchkin Land from Wizard of Oz.
1: The detail in this room was incredible.
0: The scale. The scale.
1: scale and in thinking about maybe where all these materials went,
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd like to yeah. think
1: that they're repurposing them somehow or they've put them in archives or they've done something because, I mean, how many munchkins were there in that uh, room? Yeah,
0: there's a probably Dozens. a couple dozen munchkins. I mean, the scale of, the, of this room is probably only rivaled by... Maybe the Burning Town and Pirates, yeah. or the ships and a couple pirate scenes, right. and now Rise of the Resistance. Right. No, nothing else really meets this level of like just being this giant room filled with detailed animatronics and, and just really well-designed elements.
1: And speaking of giant room, uh, back when this was still available, if you could go on the Disney meetings and events website, <laughs> and you could actually book the Wizard of Oz room in the Great Movie ride for any kind of party and I'm not sure how many it, it could hold not
0: sure.
1: obviously a standing cocktail reception could hold a lot more people than a seated dinner but literally the old website you could see pictures yeah. of tables set in this room and I'm sure it was at like a 10pm time <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, you had yeah, to wait yeah. till everyone closed. Yeah. you couldn't do it in public hours but remember at one point Tommy and I looked at it, just out of curiosity.
0: Um, well, I want to do Gangster Alley. You could right. You, you could do that. That was there, too. You right. see. I mean, you could probably still dig up these photos of, like, Gangster Alley with all reception tables set up, which is pretty awesome. So,
1: before we were even engaged, we were kind of half-joking about having that as our Disney wedding. Before we even
0: met you, I was yeah. thinking about
1: <laughs> But then we decided to have a Disney wedding. After all, we just, unfortunately, couldn't have it in there.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep, because they closed it. But... Um, so, yeah, you get one last little interaction story beat here with your guide and, and you kind of taking the place with Dorothy where yeah. she accuses you of dropping a house on uh, her sister's head just like she does with, with, uh, with Dorothy. And when you think about it, that's that was all written and done when you went through the, t- the tornado.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It makes a lot more sense because you're like, why are they blaming us? We just yeah, walked right. in here. But when you're supposed to be the one that was with the house in the tornado, it makes a lot of sense. Wow. Um, and you know they kind of just recreate the exact dialogue from *Wizard of Oz* with a very um, impressive Wicked Witch animatronic.
1: Yeah, the fact that um, they timed it so well that yeah. the uh, cast member could talk back to the witch and she would respond—it was just and how very close well she, done.
0: Sorry, how close she was to you?
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Uh,
0: you know, usually they kind of hide animatronics further away so that. You know, you wouldn't kind of notice some of the strange movements. Right, and, and but her stuff. movement
1: was very yeah, live I mean,
0: that's 30 years ago, yeah. you know, and that was really impressive. Yeah. And then on your way out, you saw, you know, Dorothy and the and the others, um, of course, Scarecrow, Tin Man, and Cowardly Lion, and Toto, of mm-hmm. course, on their way to Emerald City. So you, of course, you know, wouldn't be... Which was
1: another beautiful scene yes. with the fiber optic green. Yep. Um, and then the... the pillars of emerald city from the movie in the background
0: again completing the, the the theme here has been that they perfectly recreated so many things from so many films yeah. and, and real life stuff and this was no exception so for the fin- grand finale here you know your guy kind of tells you that these are just a few of the uh great movies there are but that but there's a ton more out there to discover or something like that and then he's, he hears she says here are just a few of my favorites and you watch this uh, wonderful montage of kind of takes you through the history of Hollywood, again, through different genres, sort of as kind of how it was divided up. You went from silent films to, again, the musicals, action, comedy, sci-fi, like- Romance. Romance, there's a whole romance section, so, and basically it's just a, it's a pretty complete list of the most famous movies of all time.
1: And I loved it because even though I didn't know all of the titles of the films, I could pick out some that I had seen and looked forward to the moment I could come home and maybe check a few more off the list until the next time I went to go on the ride.
0: I still have my running list of which ones I've seen and I cross off every once in a while. And then it's always fun because I know the montage so well after writing it so many times. It's always fun to watch one of those movies for the first time, and to get to that scene and, and give myself a little fist pump because I'm like, "Yep, there it is!" <laughs> like the the scene that I've watched so many times out of context. Here it is in context.
1: And the montage changed a few times over the course of the attraction's history, um, but certainly the ones that we liked the most were from the earlier days yeah. up until like the early two thousands. Yeah,
0: it did. With that TCM change that you were talking about earlier, it did get a major overhaul-ish so it was it was the same kind of ideas and style but they just added some more stuff took some stuff out and just kind of just felt like a it wasn't shift. a better version it was, yeah it wasn't better it was just different yeah uh it wasn't bad either it yeah. was just different um and yeah and then you would wind up back on the sound stage where you began with one last round of applause for your yeah. guide yeah <laughs> So that is The Great Movie Ride, and I think we covered most of the things um, that we love about it. Yeah. Well, anything, any closing thoughts from you as far as like the experience itself and, and what you love about it or what you're going to miss about it or anything like that?
1: Well, I definitely miss the sounds, and I miss the music, and all I can think of is
0: hooray
1: for Hollywood.
0: <laughs> of course, that was the, the main theme in the beginning and end of the
1: ride. So much fun. Mm-hmm. Just a great... Ugh oh, I miss it and I'm hopeful for the Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway. It'll be really nice to be inside that building again. Yes. If not for nostalgic reasons and um, you know, it's just one of those attractions that we will never forget.
0: Yeah, yeah. I concur on all fronts. So just a couple of closing little trivia tidbits, this is the Days Quiz channel after <laughs> all. Uh, a few different times they really wanted to bring this over to Disneyland in some ways. Wow. Of course, it would fit in nicely in the Hollywood Land section Absolutely. of uh, Disney California Adventure. I'm sure it was very expensive to, to put together in the first place. Right, which, cause it was enormous too, which right. I'm
1: sure scale was an issue.
0: Yeah, to rebuild all those animatronics and the ride system and stuff. When they first built the park, I'm sure that it was much easier to get the budget for something like that. When you're adding it to an existing park, not so much apparently. And the other interesting thing that almost happened was when they were really gunning for the Muppet land at uh, Disney Hollywood studios or Disney MGM studios in the very early days, there was an idea for the great Muppet movie ride. Oh
1: my goodness. Which was
0: basically going to be a similar ride, except it was the Muppets recreating some of their favorite Hollywood classics. I
1: would have loved
0: that. I know there were a lot of great Muppet ride proposals that all kind of Went away when when Jim Henson passed away. unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that would have been <laughs> something.
1: Of course, it wouldn't probably have the same. Well, I shouldn't even say that. I, that I, I, I'm glad the Great Movie Ride existed as it did.
0: Well, it would have been no. It would have been a second ride.
1: Oh, this would have been interesting. So
0: you go on the Great Movie Ride, and then you'd see the Great Muppet Movie.
1: Oh, ride. that would be even better.
0: Right, right. So it'd almost <laughs> be a parody of the ride that was on the other side of the wow. park. Wow. So, um, I, but I think they might have. I don't know. I'm sure they probably propose make doing a redo. Basically, I, most rides you could think of... I shouldn't say most rides, but uh, there are a lot of Disney rides that there have been proposals throughout the years. Of, what if we just a Muppet overlay of this and just like of the American Adventure there was an idea I think for the Disney's America theme park
1: oh wow where it
0: was like what if we did kind of the American Adventure but as told by Sam Eagle and the Muppets oh wow so, so uh, maybe someday we'll finally get a new Muppet attraction
1: I am always down for a new Muppet attraction
0: watch the Muppets people go to Disney Plus if you're going out for the day queue up all the Muppet movies and just let them play so that Disney knows that we love the Muppets <laughs> and they see those numbers going up because we need more Muppets in our lives we do now more than ever (laughs) the world needs the Muppets so I I think that'll just about wrap it up I'm trying to think if I have any closing thoughts but yeah I mean if you've listened this far you obviously know how much (laughs) I love the tracks I don't think I need to iterate that another time but I'm glad we got it I'm glad we had it for almost 30 years but I will you know I'll continue to miss it Mm -hmm. optimistic about the future but nostalgic for the past yep So, that will wrap it up. Gina, where can people find you on the internets if they want to follow along?
1: So, I have a blog, willrunfordisney.com. You can also find me on Instagram at willrunfordisneyblog, uh, Twitter, and Facebook.
0: Yep, and of course, follow the Diz Quiz at the Diz Quiz on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And check us out on YouTube or podcast services of your choice. If there's one that we're not on yet, that you'd like to listen to us on, let me know. We're on Spotify now for this feed and um, a bunch of others, so you should be able to find it without too much difficulty. And you know, the viewer, the listenership for this particular show has been going up and doing quite well. So thank you that, so much. Yeah, it's really awesome. That's why we're continuing to do it uh, at least monthly. Was gonna, was our goal right now? Mo- monthly podcast, yeah. but. Hey, if you listen more, if you want more, we we'll, we can try to do yeah, some more. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> We're busy busy lives, but, you know, we do enjoy doing the show. And then if there's a topic, you know, there's everything we love about Disney, but, you know, you're, you're part of that we. It's everything we as a collective love about Disney. Yeah. So if there's a topic that maybe we've mentioned or that you might want us to talk about, hey, feel free to hit us up, thedizquiz at gmail.com or, or leave a comment on wherever you're listening. So, until next time, I've been Tommy. And I'm Gina. And we will see you real soon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.